Jessica. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Wonderful. Are you? No. That is a total lie. No, I'm not wonderful. I can't even believe it. Blah. I'm okay. I had um, therapy session number two yesterday. Oh my God, yes. Therapy is so interesting. I'm learning. I'm already learning so much about myself that I never knew. Cool. Well, what do you mean? As in, like they like do things and then they just he kind of just. It's funny. He kind of just sits and stares at me for a minute, right? And then I feel compelled to speak, so I do. Right. Yeah. 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 Of course. I mean, I thought he'd be asking me questions, and he does. But it's not until I start talking. Right. So we sit down, and then he just kind of looks at me, and I was like, "Well, Mother's Day is coming up." (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. Like That's I'm just so like, good. I mean, it's uh, good that you brought it up because I know that was a thing. I mean, no matter what I bring up, and like it's funny, a lot of times. Well, I have never. I've not been to therapy on a regular basis ever. I've been once when my parents got divorced. Once when I got divorced. Once when I was As in diagnosed like once, with ADHD. As wait, in one so- session. Okay, that's what I wanted to clear up. Okay. Yeah, one time, yes, like- and then I was like, oh, I feel so much better. Oh, I did couples counseling with Scott because after being divorced, I was like, I'm not getting married again until we have like a year's worth of therapy. So let's go. Couples counseling. I just want to make sure we were good to go. I didn't want to make that mistake again, you know, so I kind of dragged him to therapy. But um, it's not it's not the same as like your own therapy. So anyway, yeah, so I go in and she looks at me and then I start talking and – I talked about Mother's Day and I kind of talked about going to the movie premiere with my dad. He asked me a few questions about my dad. He asked me questions about like what I wanted to do on Mother's Day. And I was like, well, there's this thing I was invited to. But since Scott is sick, I'd have to take Isaac. And if, you know, I don't really want to take Isaac, so I might as well stay home. And if I'm going to stay home, then I may as well just have the family over. And he was like, wait, wait, what happened to what you wanted to do? And I was like, but I, I can't really. He was like. He just kind of like, and it happened a couple times yesterday where he points out that like what I want gets very buried in logic and rationalization. So like I say, for example, I want to do X and then I proceed to talk myself out of it before I get a chance to like sit and think about how it feels. Hmm. And so apparently I ignore my feelings all day long, all the time. Hmm. It's all I do. Because when he's just like, he said something about like sitting quietly with your thoughts and feelings for like the last time, the first time I went, this is how he ended the session. He said, if you can't find a way to get 30 minutes of quiet to yourself, you may as well just fire me now. I was like, okay. So then I spent a week thinking about that. And like every time I had quiet to myself, the only thing that would run through my head is what am I supposed to be doing? And he, you know, and then when I said that to him, he was like, you're not supposed to be doing anything. You just have to sit and think and reflect for a minute. And I was like, like, am I lying down? Like, what am I doing, though? And he's like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. He was like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. He just started laughing. He just laughs at me. And I'm like, I just feel like I'm supposed to be doing actually something. He was like, well, try not doing something. Just look out the window or something. And I was like, that feels scary. He was like, right. Yes. He said, what? He said, right. It feels scary because why? And I said, because because then I just start feeling things so inconvenient. Uh And he was like, exactly. So, yeah, I think I, you know, I must be doing so well because I'm ignoring all the feelings I'm supposed to be having. 
I guess. Right. So, yay! <laughs> Sweet. So anyway, so I guess that's what I'm going to be working on with him is, I guess, just, you know, like trying not to ignore all the times I have feeling. You know, all the times I joke and say that I'm dead inside. I'm not. I'm just forcing – I'm sort of stuffing it down. And And so here's what happens. A lot of people – like my husband, for example, they stuff it down and stuff it down and stuff it down and stuff it down. And then he explodes. Like there's a week of anger and mayhem in his head that happens. I don't get that way. I found it. Yeah, I never – that never happens to me. But I found out what happened because I've been doing that a long time. And like this past weekend, I was with Isaac myself. Scott has like three or four bro- – it turns out he has like three or four broken ribs. And now cough also in like a cold. Oh, my gosh. That they thought was pneumonia. So he's been sleeping on the couch for four nights. I've had Isaac all to myself all weekend. Like Laura was no, nobody was really anywhere to be found. So it was just me entertaining him, napping him, feeding him, bathing him, arguing with him, putting him to bed, chasing him around the market. You know, like, I mean, he ran behind, I think I told you, he ran behind the counter, Boston market, went right for the chicken ovens. He like ran the whole length of like the farmer's market. I mean, it was like probably half a mile, one end to the other, where nobody, by the way, stopped to help. You could have stood in front of him. He's only two people. Just stand in front of him. He's obviously running from me. Don't laugh and point. It's not cool. Yeah, exactly. That is bullshit. So, like, it was exhausted. By the time Monday came around, I wanted no explosion, just apathy, just hard-earned apathy, which basically, you know, like, what's the word? It kind of manifest itself like this like i don't really want to answer my email i definitely don't want to answer the phone i don't want to think about dinner i don't really want to go get him from school because i'll have to argue with him about the next thing like i like i just i just don't care what happens which is not better than exploding or worse and it's not better than feeling sad or worse it's just like for me stuffing doesn't come out all at once what happens is i just stop caring fully on stop caring which is not good really it doesn't feel i can guarantee you it doesn't feel better than it would if i could just feel what i had to feel and be do and be done with it you know well the yeah no I and the thing less is violent the, it is less violent the thing is the feels the feelings are the feelings don't run their course fast you know they are mm-hmm. they're constant and i and that you know it's funny cuz when i went through all the f- feels that i had towards you know the end of sort of last year when I had stuff happening here at home um, and I had to deal with some of the stuff that I hadn't dealt with in so long I know that it took me a long time to not to be okay with letting all of those feelings out and I did take a lot of space with my girls too though like there were times when I would just tell them, "Mama is not having a good day today. I am yeah. very, very sad." And I li- and I totally told them. I was straight up. I was like, "Listen, I'm very sad right now. I am going to probably cry a lot." Or and I would say to them, "You know, I'm going to be responding to you guys in a way that's going to feel very weird because I'm going to start crying." Or if we started have a an argument of some kind where I usually would be the adult and I would, you know, be a mom. Mm-hmm. I would lose my business and I would just be like, why can't you do this anymore? You know, and like, I would just start crying and bawling. And in the middle of it, of course, they would be like, what is happening? And then I would just say, listen, I told you guys this morning, I'm not in a very good space right now. I need, 
I'm going to be, I need, I need space. I need space to have my feelings. And, you know, they kind of, they kind of understood and they, and they left me alone. And they, for the most part, they left me alone. You know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't really push my buttons at that point. Um, But it was tough. I mean, especially when you have them in, and, uh, you know, usually alone time is like when you go to sleep usually, or I would think that it would be when you go to sleep, like once you turn your lights off or, you know, you've, the last things. And I didn't have that option. You know, I had two, two little girls stuck. Yeah, I don't have that option. To right. me, on both sides. Right. And sometimes it's like phys- it physically, my brain physically feels like my body feels at that moment. Hot and smashed and I can't move. And both of them are like s- snuggling up against my arm and up and down yeah. my arm. And then they, <laughs> well, I don't know why they smell me. And then I'm just like, <laughs> what in the world is this? You know, I'm, I mean, sometimes I just kind of want to like grab them both and like shove them away. Yeah, And I know that that's obviously not good, but it's how I feel. And so now I just tell them from the get-go, if I'm feeling like that, I say, listen, I need space. You sit right there. You sit right there. Do not touch me right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal. It's too much. We all need it, though, Jess. I think it's going to be good. And plus, you don't get an opportunity to air your crap out. Just to air it out, no. to give it voice, to just – and to not have to censor yourself. I think that that's really important because usually even when you're talking to friends, it's usually like, well, this is happening and this is happening, but it's okay. I mean, it's going to be fine. This, that's what Jess does. It's going to be fine. It's just a phase. <laughs> you know? That's true. I guess that's true. And so, you know, and so you like dismiss it. <laughs> and so I can't even yeah. be okay. Like then all of a sudden I'm like – I, it's not that I, I mean, I, of course I care about you, but you have to trust me enough to know you're not like crazy. You know, you can say shit like that to me and then it's fine. You don't have to add, but I'm going to be okay because that, but I'm going to be okay. is not, it's not for me. Cause I, I trust I think I just you. don't know how to end event like that when I'm talking to a friend. Like, I don't know how to like take this subject away from me. Maybe I'm not supposed to, well, but I just, no, I don't not. know how to, yeah. I finally had to own, I'm telling you, when I went through my problems there, I reached out to a bunch of people and I literally was like, this is what's happening. I'm totally lost. I need help. And there but I was don't know no, what I need for help. There was how are no you supposed conversa- to know? No, what I'm saying, I didn't say I need help in terms of like, I, I, that's literally what I said. It was like, I need to talk. This is happening. I need to talk. And then I just talked. I just talked. And mm-hmm. there was no, um, from the other side of things, it's not like I let go of all of my feelings. And then I said, okay, so how are you doing? <laughs> like like <laughs> there was no reciprocity. Like it wasn't like you tell me what's going on with you and I will tell you what's going on with there, w- there was none of that. It was literally all my shit. I need you because I love you and you're my friend right now. And you understand because you have all of this backstory and even though I haven't talked to you in years, you understand a lot that I don't have to explain to anybody else. So true. it's yeah. your turn now to listen to me. And the reason I did this <laughs> is because part of the problem of me going, you know, living so long isolated is that I didn't do that. I, I totally had my best friends who loved me and supported me in every way. And I lied to them every single time. I didn't mm. let them into what was really going on mm-hmm. because they were going to hold me accountable. 
and I didn't want to be held accountable. That's what you think I'm doing? No, I'm just saying that's how I felt. So this time when I went to talk with them, I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm letting it all go. Yeah. Here. Uh, and and I'm and this wasn't like a you know you and I I mean we already established we are friends so yeah now I'm letting them help me and it felt good and I didn't feel guilty about it and I now feel it's not like I feel like I owe them or owe them anything I feel like wow this is an actual relationship where we shared and they were there for me wow imagine that. So I beat myself up over that for a long time. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I, uh, I don't want to say beholden to someone, but I feel, I guess I just feel nervous leaning on people like that. I don't know. I did, but you know what? Not because I'm afraid to owe them. I just don't want that to be clear. But just, I just, I don't know. I think I got, I I had that feeling too. And then I, I honestly thought like, if I'm going to shift this, if I'm going to get rid of this stuff that I have, this crap, I need to deal with it. And I all, and the other thing is that who am I to make that decision? Number one, number two, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's why I got in such a fucked up place as I was for so long. Mm -hmm. It's because I thought I could deal with it myself. Mm. And I obviously was unable to. Yeah. So. Boo. Boo Boohoo. So I'm glad. I'm glad. And I, you know, I want to do therapy too. And like, I think I told you, I reached out to three different therapists and all of them, (laughs) all of them passed. What? Why? (laughs) What? They were too full. They were like, they had, they couldn't take any more clients. Why don't you try Talkspace and do it online? Because I wanted to do EMDR and you can't oh, do that yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. That's heavy. So that's, that's the kind of stuff I, I want to do that. Stuff. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. And it's funny because, and I'm not saying I'm going to give up. It's just that it took so much for me to just do it. It took so, like, my whole, like, I, I was about to just cry. You know, when I, even when I left the message to the therapist, I was about to lose my business i had to keep myself together so that i would be like oh my god i think i have to have somebody to talk with because i'm losing my mind <laughs> you know it's like oh shit so yeah um, i wish so i, I gotta keep pers- that way but it's pursuing you know it's pursuing it now after being rejected three times I mean, you haven't uh, technically been rejected if they're full. I know. It's not like you told them your story and they were like, fuck that shit. I'm not <laughs> dealing with that. That's a little no, different. That's what you make yeah, it no. sound like. You're like, they rejected me. And I'm like, you make oh it sound God. like a speaking, like a speaking <laughs> um, submission where like you submit you're crazy and then they decide if and you're crazy go, yeah. is too crazy for them. Exactly. But that, yeah, Which that would be a fascinating happen. way to do mental health. I mean, uh, take a survey, ooh. and if you have yeah. the correct answers, then I'll treat you. I mean, that's how consulting is done, right? Oh, my. Yeah, that is. <laughs> you are correct. But, you know, it's 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 living. I mean, this is whole new territory, so I'm going to keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping point. on. Yeah, baby. So what do you think? Shall we move into some news and to, to, to see somebody else that might possibly need some therapy? <laughs> Sure, let's do it. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. 
Uh, well, yeah, because it seems that, you know, I suppose getting therapy is, is, is important or recognizing when you're in a possibly toxic relationship could possibly be a first step, right? Um, mm-hmm. And um, so the, the news that we're reporting today says an article that I found that it says Ivanka Trump had aspirations for a women in business podcast. But alas, womp, womp. <laughs> I don't think that title kills me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was funny. But alas, but alas. Alas, it is not meant to be. So no. sad. Too bad. So sad. Well, so yeah. what happened to poor Ivanka? Who gave her? Did daddy give her the kibosh? No. Uh, let's little, this is a little, I'm not sure where this initial quote is from because the article itself is quoting from, uh, some, something else. I think it was at Millennial From Pink the New York Times. Tech? Oh, from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. This so little scooplet com- comes from a New York Times story out Tuesday covering the evolution of her White House agenda. Okay. It explains how the podcast was just the beginning of her plans to reinvent herself as a pro-woman corporate feminist. So this is what the so the New York Times article says that her company pitched a never made podcast that would feature Miss Trump as a chic business guru interviewing success stories and business feminism leaders like Miss Sandberg and Sarah Blakely, founder of Spanx. The pitch described the supposed impact of the women who work brand campaign, the outdated caricature of working woman, frazzled, androgynous and entirely one note began to crack. Miss Trump's brand had not always lived up to its progressive image. Initially, former employees say Miss Trump had been reluctant to grant maternity leave and she did not have a benefits package when she began hiring people to work. So what? Who does? <clears throat> I mean well, the be- the maternity leave is a big deal, but like not everyone has benefits when they have a I mean she is wealthy as all get out, so maybe that's Well, bad, what I'm saying like- is that she's standing up for this stuff. That's all. I mean, of course, who does? But if you're going like women, equality, women who were. No, yay. she doesn't stand up for that stuff. She's trying to look like she stands up. Okay, for well, there you have it. Right. So. Which is clever, anyway. but not going to fly, apparently. Absolutely. It says Ivanka will powerfully outline her key principles to graciously getting what you want. <laughs> Whether it's a lower rent, a massive pay raise, or a historic landmark on Pennsylvania Avenue. So um, (laughs) this article says, there you have it, folks. Women really can have it all if they are born to a wealthy megalomaniacs. (laughs) So, but it wasn't, the the whole point is that this was not picked up, that this was not picked up at all. Uh, It was not followed. People didn't really like this bitch whatsoever. Uh, And uh, it is a, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, well, ski. Yeah, so I yeah, I think that it's like I oh mean, I, don't like I bet you it would have been popular. A popular show. Yeah. Well, see, this is what's getting me about that kind of stuff too is that now the reason a lot of these shows are popular including um what's his num num nuts Bill O'Reilly <laughs> That yeah. um, just started, not didn't just start, because remember we reported on the way that he was promoting podcasts on his website. Remember we went like deep into the way that his um, that was happening? 
Yeah. Uh, it was an episode ago. It was way, way a while ago. But we looked at his website to look to see how he was pushing this out there. And we gave him some notes. Um, so he's been out there for a while. But the thing is that now the media actually is the one that's going to make or break these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because it's because think about it. We have such a problem right now with people understanding what a podcast is and how to listen. That's like that mm-hmm. seems to be a big issue for everybody as at least that's what it seems to be. And the more media people push it, the more people are going to know how to download the podcast, right? But the thing is that they're just sending these people to download those pod- podcasts. So I'm sure if Ivanka actually did get her podcast up, which she can, mind you, she doesn't have to go pitch it to a different company. She can right. truly do it herself. Right. She would get the downloads. She would get, it would be popular just because of the media. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. There you have it, peeps. There you have it, peeps. <sighs> yeah, that was an enthralling conversation. And now mm-hmm. we're moving to... <laughs> to some more this is this is coming from podcast movement they have just released like a bunch of new speakers that are coming in to podcast movement i believe that they have released 20 new podcasts or not podcasts or uh conversations sessions uh slash speakers leaders that are going to be i'm not sure exactly what they're going to be pushing as of yet though not pushing. Do you know what I mean? So this week, we are finally uh, excited finally to be able to begin announcing some of the session leaders and panelists at this year's podcast movement. We've got 10 participants from the previously announced Broadcasters Meet Podcasters track from Jacobs Media, as well as 10 other participants leading various breakout sessions and panels. Let's dive in. So we've got a lot of procaster types, but they're not, they're like the hybrid a little bit. So there's some proper radio people, and then there's some procasters, and then there's like the hybrid of a lot of the companies that um, are just diving into podcasting. So there is Chris Peterson from iHeartRadio. There's Dean Capella from WNYC. Obviously, those guys are dealing slightly more with the radio radio stuff. We have Jennifer Farrow from KCRW, and then Kelly Hurley from Westwood One. That's an interesting. That's interesting that it's from Westwood One, um, and then Mignon, of course, Grammar Girl, yay! So she's about the only one that's coming from the perspective of uh, n- not having to do with anything uh, procaster wise. Uh, what about the is- Tom Likas show? Tom Likas from the Tom Tom Likas show, but wasn't he on radio? I mean, now he's doing. I don't know. He he. I know he was on radio. Obviously, he's probably moved into have a podcast of some kind. I don't know enough about these guys. I'm telling you. Then there's Tim Murphy yeah, there's from Intercom. There's a lot of show hosts. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So and then we have so basically those guys that some of those that mentioned. There's Seth Seth Ressler from Jacobs Media, Stephen Goldstein from Amplify Media, Tamar Charney from NPR One. Those are the broadcasters meet podcasters sort of track people. They are partnering with Jacobs Media to present a full day featuring five sessions um, of these people. And then we have the other, which are uh, labeled here as four podcasters. And this is uh, Christina Harrow from Wandry. She's director of brand partnerships. Have you gotten a chance to talk with her? No, but I have to say of all the, um, of all the networks, I like Wondery the best. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I asked you. Yeah, they are the most creative, the most fun, the most cool. 
Very cool. I, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. We have Glenn Rubinstein from Adopter Media. Uh, Jenny yeah, Skog from him. Cast Plus. Do you know Jenny? She's VP of Business Development. Very closely with Jenny. Yes, she yeah. is the coolest chick ever. Awesome. So and she's she gonna be... and they they were our sponsor for Podfest, by the way. Sweet. Yeah. I know we, they were. Yeah. They had some good swag stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, we have again Hernan Lopez, founder and CEO of Wondery, and I love him. Um, we have Chris Smith, Pale Groove slash Knit. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. That's probably a podcast, and we need to f- listen to some of these cats. And then we have Marcus and Rich from Paychecks and Balances. They're both hosts, I assuming that they're co-hosts of this show. Uh, Roddy Swernjin from Art19. He mm-hmm. is the EVP of content. And then we have Tracy Patton, Hollywood and Crime, a host. And Winnie Sun, renegade millionaire. She's also mm. a host. So these are just, these are actually, I do, like they said that these are panelists or like session leaders and panelists that are being announced here. So we don't know what they're doing just yet, but these are some of the people that are going to be present when we get to Podcast Movement. And you guys, if you want to attend Podcast Movement, you can get 15% off if you use the code SHEPODCASTS altogether, SHEPODCASTS. We'd love to see you guys there. We're still like in the very, very early, almost non-existent stages of planning what we are going to be doing for Sheep Podcasts over at Podcast Movement. But Jess is doing (laughs) um, an awesome session that she's going to be the boss of dealing with uh, sponsorship and monetization. Am I okay at saying that, Jess? I think so. Yes. 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 And I am in the process of of compiling my panel, which has in some way, it's it's sort of being revamped in a way, but I'm going to be kind of approaching a conversation from the socioeconomic and um, cognitive behavior side of things in podcasting. So it's... <laughs> It sounds so sexy and appealing, but um, it's something that I really, really believe in. So I can't wait to get the group of people to really have these conversations. And it's going to be under the industry panel. We'd love to see you guys there. It's already so fun to see how many of you guys are showing up. Yes, I'm fascinated. Yes, it will be very fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fascinated by who's speaking and what you guys are speaking on. And like, we're definitely putting together a meetup. Elsie, we really have to start. We do. Hey, you guys. um, Hey, should we have them vote somehow on what they want us to do? Or should we? That would be kind of fun. We could do that in a she podcast group. And and also another question, guys out there, which I think is going to be really great. And I think we were trying to do this on the feed, but we're going to be doing other things on the feed to sort of promote podcast movement. But this is going to be really awesome. Get this. Those of you guys who are listening to the show that have a session at Podcast Movement, that you've got your session set, please send in, uh, I would say, a 30 to up to 60 second clip of what your session is. You say, hi, my name is blah, blah. And I'm going to be leading a session at Podcast Movement about blah, 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 blah. This is the title. We'd love to see you there. Because part of the problem with a lot of these sessions is that people don't know they're happening and they don't know who the person is. So they're going to be making decisions based upon almost, I would say, most of the time on the person first. And then they're going to make a, 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 a decision according to if the content actually fits them. So I right. think it would be really great for us to support everybody. So if you have a session at Podcast Movement, send some 
audio feedback to us. You can attach it to a meal, a meal, <laughs> an email, um, feedback at shepodcast.com, or you can use the SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash shepodcasts, which will keep you to 90 seconds. So that'll keep you ready. I, we do not want five-minute pitches, guys. 30 to 60 seconds is, is good to get us what you're doing. And we'll have a link in the show notes to you and your work, and we'll take it from there. Right on, right on. My on. So we have a little bit of um, music for you guys. It's a minute of a song that one so of uh, – it's so amazing. And this is going to get you riled up because this is the kind of like creativity we have out in the world. So Jen Eads is an amazing musician. She does a lot of editor, editor kind of work. And then she writes uh, intros, indiv- independent or – how do I say it? Creative intros for your podcast if you want to hire her. This is the kind of stuff that she comes up with that's super fun. She was super inspired by Jess because who isn't inspired by Miss Jessica oh, Kupferman? And so she just decided she wrote this song, yo. And it, and it just literally aligns with who we are. Hey, it's Jen with a special Ely live from the Lou because I got real inspired after uh, Jessica's Joan Jet post I saw this morning. So here we go. You guys check her out. You can actually search for her in Facebook. She does live from the loo, which means she sings in her bathroom <laughs> um, a lot on Facebook. Uh, Jen, uh, J-E-N-E-D-D-S. You can search for her there. And she also has a YouTube channel, guys, with all kinds of really fun stuff. She's a member yeah. of the E-League, and she's doing some amazing things in the space and getting things done. And so, come on. I mean, who comes up with a song like that? Like, you know, in seconds. Jesus. Anyway. All right, so what's this YouTube's ad apocalypse you've got here, Jess? Give me oh the my God, the YouTube ad apocalypse! I cannot wait to tell you about this. So um, basically, this is kind of advertising, so I'm sorry. But um, about a month ago, there's been some issue where advertisers didn't realize that in some cases ads were running on videos that promote hate speech and terrorism. So, like, imagine if you're, like, Johnson & Johnson and you're running YouTube video ads and you just say, target audience, go. And, yeah, young males age 23 to 33, maybe those some of those people are, like, ISIS members or Nazis. And now all of a sudden your Johnson & Johnson baby powder is being run on those channels. So they decided if you can't 
guarantee, then we're not going, they're boycotting YouTube advertising altogether. If you can't guarantee it's, this is not going to happen, we're done. We're out of the YouTube game. And so some of the channels were pissed because um, they have huge loss in revenue. So, for example, um, Philip DeFranco, his ad earnings fell 80%. Oh, my. And then leveled Gosh. out to like a 30% decrease by mid-April. But that's like a month and a half of almost no salary. I mean, he's built his entire business on YouTube ads. And then I guess uh, there's H3H3 Productions. Ethan and Hyla Klein um, said they're making 15% of what they were making before. Oh, my gosh. Um, so that's the YouTube ad apocalypse. And so I just wanted to put that out there and hear your, um, you know, and then like some of them are tweeting. Like, So here's now. Now what they can do is if you want to run an ad on YouTube, you can choose what to exclude it on. And here are the examples. Tragedy and conflict, sensitive social issues, sexually suggestive content, sensational and shocking or profanity and rough language. I mean, that's half of YouTube right there. Those last three, which are in beta, I mean, that's just painful. You and I would not apply for either sexually suggestive content, sensational and shocking. I mean, I added bitches to the last end of like an entire list we were reading off about podcasting do's and don'ts. That would qualify. <laughs> so now one of oh the my. one of the people has tweeted, you know, here are the new options for advertisers resulting in most of us not having ads. The best part is that Team YouTube doesn't explain this or how to protect yourself. They just silently screw everyone as usual. And so the YouTubes are super pissed. But, you know, I, I don't feel that – I know they're not podcasters. But the way I feel about this is that's what happens when your entire – Salary is run on a platform that does not belong to you. Yeah. And that, you know, they have no other source of income other than to create their goofy ass videos and then get ads for them. But it's not like they have a contract with the channel the way that, say, Amy Schumer does with Comedy Central. Comedy Central can't screw her out of money. They can't. I mean, regardless of what advertisers do or don't want to be on her show, they have an obligation to run her show and to pay her X amount of dollars. It's a totally separate game. Whereas YouTube yeah. kind of like gives that game to the content creator. It's kind of like saying, Amy, we're going to give you a show on Comedy Central, but you have to find your own ads. And then, I mean, even not even that. Because the YouTube creators aren't finding their own ads. They're just being served unbeknownst to them. It's not like they can pick who they want to have, you know, pre-roll and post-roll. They don't. They don't get to pick. No, they don't get to pick. I mean, it's a really interesting it's a really interesting conversation. You know, there was a there's a video that I made a while ago. It's, it's like gosh, at least 4 to 5 years ago where I made a really goofy video of of the gear that I used when I was doing Elsie's yoga class and how I attached it to my body. And it was, I didn't know how to do it. Like the, the way that I did it is sort of like I had a really crappy video camera. I had horrible lighting and I needed to get this done because I kept getting the same question over and over again. Mm -hmm. So the way that I fixed it is by, you know, I created the video and then I put like filters on top of it to make it goofy. Like I made it black and white. And then I added this like silly song in the back, in the back. And it was, um, 
what is those what are those songs called because i really did re- research that it was like a song from the 19- 19 yeah it was a royalty free song from the 1920s or something like that it was like one of those like you know like that and oh so, yeah yes like you know it was a super film. silly song because i made it yes, black and yes. white and it was and i didn't talk in the video i just pointed to everything so it was yeah. it's super goofy so i got like um one of those uh notices about that i was using somebody oh, else's content stuff? material yeah whatever and oh, i was like oh. What? And so I sort of followed up because I it's been I just got that notice. Like I I made this video like 5 years ago. I just got that notice. And I was going, but I made sure that that was a totally it was like a Yeah, but it, it public domain, they can change right? the rights if yeah, they want so that to. It was they can a public take away creative thing. right. They can take it away though. Yeah, and so I was like, well that's weird and I clicked through. And so what they said is that there's a a guy there's now a guy that owns the rights i guess maybe Mm -hmm. to that funky song Mm -hmm. and basically they said you don't have to do anything you don't have to take it down or anything you just have to let all of the ad money go to this guy (laughs) and you're like okay no well no because i didn't i i don't do i mean it's been five years i don't know how many people watch that video i'm like sure whatever like if not i would have to take it down Refind another song, put the other song up, and I'm like, forget it. And it's just like it wasn't worth my time. It's like a dumb song. But I was just thinking, how annoying. Yeah. How annoying. Imagine if it was your job to find everywhere that song was being used, though. I know. And I don't even know how he found that song. I mean, it's the goofiest. It's the goofiest song. I don't even know. But anyway, Maybe he so looked that's up everyone who ever downloaded it. Possibly. Possibly. You are correct. That's just kind of convoluted. But you're right. Putting all your eggs in one basket is kind of tough. Although YouTube, it's, it's power. It's, it's mind-blowing what the power of YouTube. Mind-blowing. So, so I had a um, – speaking of putting your eggs in one basket, this is another mistake that I just – it's not a tool tip because we're not there yet. But like it's a cautionary tale. There's a, um, a friend who had – an advertiser want to buy one spot a month for 12 months. They bought it in November. Now it's May. And by the grace of God, they've doubled their downloads and he still now has six more months at a lower rate. And he's kind of pissed about it. So he was like, is there any way you can help me? Is there, Oh, you know, is there any chance that they would redo the insertion order mid year? And I was like, no, probably not. They did that on purpose. They buy 12 months in advance on purpose because they're getting – they know they're getting a ridiculous deal that a year from now it's going to be three times the size and three times the price. They're not dumb. They they depended on the fact that you didn't know that. And so uh, the reason I'm telling you guys is because if somebody tries to buy 12 months in advance, you have to – not allow them to do that you have to and if the if you are going to sell it 12 months in advance make sure there's a part in the contract that says that you have the ability to renegotiate either once a quarter twice a year whatever i mean because what if you go on the today show you want to be able to renegotiate once your podcast is hitting a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand an episode i mean i know this is like a not every show type of situation but you never know when you're gonna hit and you don't want to be beholden to someone who's paying you peanuts that's all yeah i just thought it was interesting it really is not it's not about the youtube thing but i mean now now those ads instead of 
bringing him money, which is what he thought in November will cost him money. It's going to cost him that spot uh, every time that he couldn't. I mean, right? Uh, now doing yeah. those ads is costing him instead of let's say he could have got. Let's say I'm just making up a number. Let's say he sold it for five hundred. Now he could make two thousand on that same spot. It's, kill, it's probably killing him every time he has to say it. He's saying it now with the bitterness on his tongue. <laughs> Uh, that sucks you don't want that so it's just a little tidbit of helpful knowledge i guess okay so i mean the last bit of news i wasn't even sure if you wanted to talk about this last bit of news if you do you because if you don't we can just skip it no i think we could talk about it i mean it's gonna affect a lot of people um it's and there are gonna be conversations around this so the people's choice awards okay the People's Choice Awards, right? The they podcast are, they, People's Choice Awards at yes. podcastawards.com, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And they've been going on. They are actually the longest-running podcast awards out there. They started, oh gosh, 11, probably 11 or 12 years ago, something obnoxiously forever ago, which they started actually right when podcasting wasn't even cool yet um, at that time. And the premise in the past had been that you, you know, basically – get your your podcast nominated uh and the way that you got the podcast nominated back then was by mobilizing your people to come in and nominate your podcast under whatever category you wanted so you filled out a ballot essentially for everybody and then what you would need to do at, do is that you needed to ask your audience to fill out this ballot just to get nominated. And vote every day, right? No, 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 no. That was just oh, the beginning. Just to be nominated. So this is just to be nominated, you needed to have or mobilize your people to fill out a ballot and and basically put you into whatever category it is so that you could be on the ballot, so that you could be nominated. Then after that was finished, then you would either make it or not under whatever category that you were nominated, right? So Elsie's yoga class, at one time I really, really moved my people and I was nominated under the health and fitness category. I did this after I had pod faded, mind you. So I had I barely missed the mark of, of publishing shows and whatnot. And then after that is where the key is because after you are part of the ballot, then you have to go ahead and ask your people again to vote every day for your podcast, like every single day. Yep. And the winners are the ones that got the most votes, which to me was really annoying and, and not fun at all. And it was annoying, the process and everything. So what they've done is they've redone the whole thing now. So you don't have to do that everyday voting thing anymore. They've completely changed what it takes. There is a $10 fee to submit your show. So if we that's wanted to there. Be, Yeah, that's always that actually started last year. So there's it's $10 for you to nominate your show, but I think it's like the only time that you pay it obviously it's us. Like we would we would nominate our show, we would pay the $10. And if we didn't do that, even if people w- went out of their way no, to no, vote for wait. our show. No, no, what? no. We pay the $10 to register our show to make okay. it nomination available yeah, so we're not nominating Sorry. our show that's we're right. just paying to be part of the ones that could be nominated which is i think that's right i don't know how i feel about that because you're not actually nominating us we're only paying to be a part of the game that's yeah, it so base that's it so basically what that you you said it much better than i did so essentially is that if we don't pay you can't if, nominate if we don't, us well no you can nominate us but we won't be part of the ballot so it would be like moot 
So people can go out of their way to put our name in there because they don't know. And they're like, oh, my God, She Podcast. We love She Podcast. And then they would nominate <laughs> us. And Is that then, how they talk? Yes. <laughs> and so then afterwards, what would happen is that the She Podcasts um, wouldn't be, even if we got all, like, even if everyone and their mother nominated us and it was so obvious that everyone wanted us to be on the ballot, we still wouldn't be on the ballot because we didn't register our show well, to so be that available said, should we for nomination. Yeah, of course. That should be part of what we do. Um, yeah, I, it's just so hard because it's like we have to rally the troops and it feels like we have to rally the troops for so many different things. You know, that's when I feel overwhelmed. It's like we have all these other things. Go to podcast movement. Go to our Patreon page. Go to the thing. You know, and I mean, I'm not to say that I don't like the podcast awards. I think that they're really great. It's just that it's it's so many asks for our people, and I think that they're Mm -hmm. that that's it. So the podcast awards are there. We'll have a link in the show notes for you guys so you could see it. So what she's saying is, you're welcome (laughs) to nominate us. We will not be rallying you, probably. Yes, we'll probably mention it here and there. Put up a yeah, couple I mean, tweets. We might but... as well keep it in the rotation for our show just to remind people to do it. Yeah. So, but we're not going to be like, oh my God, go do it right now. Uh, all right. So, are we ready <sighs> well, to move I'm not on to. I'm saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll do it. Go, go, Bo. Just do it like that. Just Can go you please? like this, Bo. If you hear this, go ahead and give us a nomination if you want. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, I think that's it for the news. What do you think? That's it for the news. Let's go on moving. Weird and Wild Show of the Week, yo. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild Show of the Week. Shaboom. 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 I actually was digging in iTunes to try and find, like, a good Mother's Day show, which this did not. I didn't succeed, but I did. I mean, there are several, but I found this instead, and I thought, how fun. This whole podcast is basically grown-ups reading things they wrote as a kid. And then I, I click on the most uh. recent one, and within the first 30 seconds, I hear a girl. I don't know if you can pull it in, John. Can you? The first 30 seconds was so funny that I was like, so worth it if you want something fun to listen to. Oh, my gosh. What a great concept. And how simple is that? What an yeah. idea, right? I don't mean, I mean, once you hear it, you realize there's somehow somewhere they're live reading this, like in front of an audience. But I don't know if every show is like that or just this one. Um, John, are you there? I'm, I'm, work, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm working. Yeah, I'm working. I mean, you're just you like, can you pull this in? And I'm like, oh, what? Uh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I just, <laughs> we need to prep them. We need to prep them. That's like, <laughs> I didn't prep you, but I just, you didn't answer. So I wasn't sure if you. Went to the bathroom or something. Okay. When Danielle was 11, she went out for Halloween to trick-or-treat. But just a few days later, her candy started to mysteriously disappear. November 4th. My Halloween candy is, like, so running out, but I barely ate none of it. When my back is turned, Devin, Michael, Mom, or Dad are digging their hands in it. I don't mind sharing, but those cocksucks could ask. <laughs> oh my gosh. How funny is that? That was okay. hilarious. 
Yeah, we back. That's hilarious, that right? Hilarious. 30 it's seconds hilarious. and I was like, I'm freaking hooked. And I started <laughs> thinking about like what stuff I've written because I know I have. <laughs> Those cock socks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would never have called my. <laughs> I would never call my family that. But like my mom used to give us these little like all about me books that we would fill out. And like the uh-huh. funniest one I found so far is actually my sister, who's like a diehard vegetarian, like at age six. It's like, what's your favorite dinner? And she wrote steak or beef stew. Oh, my god! And gosh. I was like, whop, whop, you loser. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so. What a great show. Uh, so funny. you guys link in the show notes for that. That's hilarious. What a, uh, I love that. I know, I'm going to have right? to listen to that too. Yeah, so that's it's our, very good. That's our wheel to wheel. Yeah. The way yeah. she said it. Yeah, exactly. That's, it. that's all we have. <laughs> Woohoo. So let's do some tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. Dude, it's you. It's all you. What I is know, this from Rain News? Where am I bent? I've been this busy. is just from Rain News, but it's not really Rain News. I just happened to find the audio article on Rain News. Basically, Amazon came out with a new thing. Like that first they do the Amazon. What's the big one called? Then they came, oh Echo, and then they came out with the Echo Dot. Now they have the Echo Show, which is kind of just like your plain old fashioned Alexa, but now it does video calls. So you can say Alexa, call Elsie, and and oh. lo and behold, there she is. Oh my gosh. So okay, Alexa, see. turn on transparent and then you're watching transparent. Oh, so it's basically just to like basically watch it. You can it's, watch uh, it too. You can wa- watch yeah. the stuff and it's engage with this. It's controlled oh. by voice, although it is touch sensitive. Um, the biggest feature is video calls. Um, you, anyone can participate by using the Alexa app. So like if you don't have an Alexa, but someone you know has a show, you can download the Alexa app and like you and I could still be like, Alexa, call Elsie and then it'll just call your phone instead, which I don't have one. So I don't want to imply that I do. Um, so that's the biggest change right now is being able to do video calls. But they have like a five minute video that shows how families can start to use it to sort of almost be in each other's houses in real time. So like um, once it starts to connect with email, Facebook, Apple, FaceTime, you'll be able to be like, call grandpa. And then all of a sudden, ta-da, we're in the bedroom. Ta-da, we're in the kitchen. I anyway. see. So it it's says here that a new thing. Something it's a new thing, but it's really pretty. That it says that the Echo Show is distinguished by its flat front face that features mm-hmm. a seven-inch screen beneath which, mm-hmm. which is a speaker grill shielding Dolby-powered speakers. Presumably, Echo Show will sound a good deal better than the original Echo. The screen is touch sensitive, though naturally the device will mainly be controlled by voice. Well, that's really cool. I mean, I don't really know if it does play like Netflix or CBS or whatever, because right now, the thing I know people use Alexa for the most, like according to Dave Jackson does a lot with his like... Um, and my and Aurora actually uses hers. She like as soon as she wakes up, Alexa, what's the weather? Alexa, play W H Y Y. Alexa, um, look up this word and tell me how it's spelled. Alexa, set an alarm for this. Alexa, I'm out of eggs. Put that on my shopping list, like that kind of stuff. Wow. But it also does like Alexa, turn on the lights. Alexa, yeah, I don't know. I turn stuff you on. You do enough. know. Yeah. You do know that if anybody at this moment has us on speaker phone, They're we fucked. have. Sorry. Yes, we've totally messed them up. And <laughs> Alexa, probably- show me your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Um, I mean, sorry. 
Yeah, I don't know what other things. Thank you, John. That was much needed. Um, yeah, so you're right. I'm sorry if I messed up your Alexa because right now she's going boom, boom, boom. I know, doing all the stuff. Do you do you have an Alexa dot or anything? No, I do not. I do not at all. Well, you have to remember that all this stuff works on. Oh, Wi-Fi. Ah, wah, wah. Yes. So anything that – I think that some of these devices are amazing and super cool, but You're right. we don't have, like, proper Wi-Fi in this house. So there is no – there is none of that stuff. Yeah, I am debating whether or not to cancel my Netflix account, to be honest, because I can't – I mean, I don't really watch it here. I only Who's watch it when it? we go to Pittsburgh. Nobody watches oh. it. Nobody watches so. Netflix. No, because we don't have Wi-Fi. And then Ram really likes to watch YouTube. He just likes YouTube. That's where he goes. He doesn't ever go into Netflix. I don't understand why, because there's such great shows in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, blah. I mean, the 10 do- to me, every time I think of canceling Netflix, what I think of is, oh, for Christ's sake, it's only $10. And then I just keep it. Yeah, that's exactly what I say, too. But I, you know, there's other things that are $10, too. So, there's a lot yeah. of things that are ten dollars, but when I want to cancel that, <laughs> that's the one thing that I go, ah, eh. fuck it, it's ten dollars. Other stuff like like Spotify, I was like, man, that's fifteen dollars. Bye, because my <laughs> husband has Google Play, and I just switched to Google Play instead. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're using like iTunes it. Music still, so and yeah. that works for the girls a lot. So yeah. they love, they love it. So yeah, I like Google stuff. Play a lot. Same thing. I love that too. So. I mean, it just depends. Certain things, I'm just like, I'm not paying for that. $10. What are they, crazy? But for Netflix, I'm like, to me, so much entertainment for so little value. Never-ending entertainment, truly. Regardless of when you need it. I like, I mean, because I now you can download on Netflix. You can use it on the plane to California, Elsie. I know. And now the problem is that I'm running out of room on my iPhone because yeah. I've had it for like two and a half, almost three years. And, you know, well, you I've built up. you can put stuff back. I know that. I totally. Oh. I know. I mean, I know how to optimize that, but that's still <laughs> such a crap. I have like five gigabytes left, which is very annoying. That's I don't bad. like it. It's sad. So, but um, so we have, you know, we just want to uh, say hello to our wonderful producer who is here Gelman. behind the scenes. The one that just scrambles every time Jessica just decides she wants to play a bit in the show that he didn't know about. <laughs> but that's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> that's Hi, the kind John, of guy he John. is. AudioEditingSolutions.com, guys. If you want this kind of support, somebody who's got your back, somebody who knows what's going on, and somebody who can actually educate you about how to sound better and be better and really just supports what you're doing, please reach out to him. AudioEditingSolutions.com, please. And... uh Check out what he has going on there. Dun, da, da. Thank you so much for everything you do, John. Yes. And for everything yes, you're going to we do that you, you don't even know about yet. <laughs> I know. It's like that's when Rob says, future Elsie. He always says that to me. He's like, sorry, future Elsie. I didn't mean to do that because <laughs> he knows <laughs> I have to do but to work afterwards. Uh, yep. um, all right. So are you ready for your pet peeve? Always. Always. Yes. It is. Drives me bananas. Jessica's pet peeves. So this one is actually a really common one. And the first person that ever really annoyed me about this was you, Elsie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, and you continue to do so. But that's all right. Um, 
there are podcasters and people out there that see the things that they offer. You know, they're like they they have convinced themselves or decided that this is without a doubt the way that they want to make money. And then they constantly hesitate to tell their audience about it because they're afraid it's inconveniencing them somehow. So I had a, a consult, like a quick consult with someone recently who I'm really excited to work with. Um, um, uh, you know, it's a husband and wife that do a podcast and I'll leave the an- anonymity. But, um, you know, he he also, you know, I was I had the consult with the husband and he very much indicated that, you know, their show is they want to be authentic and they want it to be community focused and organically grown. And I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Elsie. But then there were times in there when he would pepper like, you know, we, our skin crawls when we see a free opt in. And then it would say, you know, we, you know, we have these things that we offer. She wrote two books. We do these in in person workshops that I look at their website and like it's nowhere to be found. I listen to their show and like they don't mention it at the beginning. They don't mention it at the end. And his reasoning for that so you know or at least what he said was i mean he kind of did throw her under the bus for the most part and say look she is really against doing you know we don't want our audience to run away we don't want our audience to feel like we're pitching them constantly we really value their time and 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 elsie i've heard a lot of that stuff from you too and like especially the one where you, it's almost like really it was not it was less about being inauthentic and at one point more about what will they think if we do this and i and i kind of said to him well let's just say you have 500 people listening now and let's just say 10% 50 people decide they don't like that you're selling something that leaves 450 people to actually buy it though and those other 10% can, you know, go find somebody else to listen to. But now you have an audience of people who are willing to pay for something that you offer. And he was like, yeah, I see where you're going with this. And I'm like, well, then let me go one step further. <laughs> I said, you have a lot of knowledge that's valuable to people, right? And he was like, yeah. And I said, that's why you're doing the podcast, right? He said, yeah. I said, so what you're actually doing is hiding it from them so they can't have it. Do you think if they knew you were doing that, they'd be upset? And he was like, maybe. And I was like, yeah, I think so. I think if they knew they could work with you or buy a book that one of you has written and that you've been avoiding telling them, maybe they'd be annoyed that they didn't get that opportunity. Why don't you let them decide if they want that? I mean, if you feel like no one wants that opportunity after you offer it, that's different. You know, and he was like, yeah, right. I I mean, the bottom line is we're going to do a consult and talk about it some more and like some non, you know, as you and I have talked about non douchey ways of promoting yourself, your services, your books, your courses. But, you know, um, there are a lot of advertisers that have worked with me in the past. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Podcasters that I've sold ads on in the past. They do one campaign, come back to me and say, you know what? This was fun, but now I realize I'm just going to use that spot to sell my own stuff. What am I doing? I was like, that's a good question. What are you doing? And actually, Davey Jackson's a perfect example of that for School of Podcasting. Like, I, I got him an advertiser and he was and he liked the person and he felt good about promoting them. But he was just like, I can use that space for my own stuff. And I was like, OK, it's just a smart people. Everyone wants to sponsor an advertiser. But if you have your own stuff. 
Sell your own stuff for the love of all that is holy. You and I never do that on this show. We never talk about what we offer. We never talk about our courses. We don't even mention Patreon, which now I'm just going to say, hey, we have a Patreon. <laughs> we do. And it's getting revamped. I'm like so – I finally was able to – you know, oh, it's going to be so if great. You get and this so is how, and, I, and I'm going to quote my friend Scoots, dear Scoots, the Sleep with Me podcast, Drew. This is how he phrases it, and it made me sign up immediately. Th- go to the Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash she podcasts, and just look at the options. And here's what I want you to think. If you get at least $1 a month's worth of value out of this show, Please consider pledging a dollar. If you get at least $5 a month's worth of value out of the show on a regular basis or even just the one time you catch it a month, please consider donating $5. Just the bottom two tiers. You know, if you want to give us 10 a month, that's wonderful. Don't pay attention to what we're offering as a like a um, consolation prize because we're changing all those. We have 10 and 20. But right now, just consider those of you who are listening, if every single one of you gave us one or five dollars a month, it would be life changing for us. We would be able to stop doing certain things and be able to focus more on you, the listener, on the things we offer our community. Um, it would mean so much to the two of us, truly. So just if you get at least that much worth of out of our show, please consider giving it that little bit back to us because we do the show for free and it keeps us paying the bills. But going back to my pet peeve, I don't think that I sounded douchey saying that. It's authentic. It's genuine. You don't have to do it. I'm not holding a gun to your head. I mean, and the same would go, you know, if I told you about the courses we offer or the books that we've written, like, I didn't do that so that I could write all my thoughts down about sponsorship. Like you do those things so that people, you can help people with the knowledge that you have. So don't then feel like, oh, they're going to hate us. They're not. They're going to be grateful. They're grateful you're alive already because they listen. So take it one step further. Give them something else that they can be grateful for. Maybe you'll change someone's life by giving them the opportunity to work with you or giving you the opportunity to read something you've written. How many times have you been changed by an ebook you've downloaded or a quick consulting hour you've had with someone? Okay, lecture over. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I agree, Jess. I think the problem is that you can't sell yourself if you don't believe in yourself. And there's no way, and that's what's going to put people off. So if you can do something like what you just did in terms of the Patreon, cool beans. I mean, I'm I'm cool, cool with it. And the reason that I am so resistant to it is because I didn't feel it. It was like... I don't think this is enough. Like it didn't align with what I wanted to offer people. Now I'm in a place where I'm like, oh, I have a vision. I have a vision around what I want. And I have a vision about what we can do together that I'm like, oh, my God, we can do this together. I'm so excited about it versus, hey, guys. We're doing you know webinar. that I have a pa- I have a Patreon. The Patreon is really great. It's I want you to support me because. Um, I'm, you know, it's so hard. Is. It's like, it's a lot of really, it's hard. You know what I mean? Or if yeah, you have like, yeah. if you do this, let, you can go to a conference. If you do this, if you pledge this, you help me do this. And it becomes so, it's just not connected. You've got to connect the dots. And you also, I know this is shocking to some of you guys. Y'all are going to have to practice. You have to uh, practice da, da, da. selling. 
You have to practice saying it. You have to practice putting it out there. You have to practice because if you don't, it's going to sound awful. And you can also, if you write everything down or you craft like a little bit mini commercial for your stuff, just find a way to read it in a fun way and an exciting way that sounds like it's, it's, you're not reading it and keep it short. I think the problem is that a lot of the time we feel we have to justify what we're selling. Well, you need to buy this course because, oh my, because it's just, you know, I work so hard on it and it's so, and it's like 20 minutes later and you're still selling the one thing. Right. That's what drives me crazy about that. Just say like the whole thing for free. Yeah. Right. So uh, what I would say is like, just say like, this is where you can find, this is the opt-in. This is the email that you can do to sign up for that thing. Support my Patreon. It's a, you are done. Let's get on with the show. People will remember. So that is why that's what I say. So I think that we wrapped it up today. That's it. Kids. I think we got it all done. So if you guys have any feedback. Yeah, dude. You can email us back over at feedback at shepodcast.com. You can use SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash shepodcast. You can always, uh, you know, comment in the group about this episode. We love that as well. So if you do, if you're doing, again, remember, if you guys are doing a session in podcast movement and you know what it is, send us 30 to 60 seconds of audio so that we could play it on the show and we can promote you and podcast movement. And if you want to go to podcast movement, Go and sign up using this, the coupon code SHEPODCAST for 15% off. Yay. Please do so. Hope Yay. to see you there. All right. <sighs> Goodbye, friends. I do. Goodbye. I love you. Mean it. <laughs>